Come on. Sarah Baker Andrus is the founder and principal of Avara Career. She's helping people find jobs that they are great fit for. She is a job search strategist and a TEDx speaker. I'm excited to have you on. Sarah, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Sure. I'd love to, George. Thank you. Um, well, I, uh, I have worked on all sides of the job search process, from career counseling to recruiting. I've been a hiring manager. And I think like many of us, I stumbled onto the work I love by starting in a relatively random job and finding myself in it. I was in graduate school and I was lucky enough to, to land an on-campus job as part of a scholarship package. And the job was actually working in the campus's internship and co-op office, where I learned how to help students write resumes and learned a lot about job hunting, interviewing, and things along those lines. And I would say that started a lifetime of fascination with how we choose careers, how careers choose us, and a really strong desire to help people be more intentional about those choices so that we can all find a great fit at work. And the way I think about it is, uh, at least in, in this culture in America, we spend an untold number of hours at work. We contribute so much time and energy and productivity. So it's so important that we can find some sense of meaning and hopefully enduring satisfaction in that process. Um, and after working in a few years in the academic world, I decided to move to the corporate recruiting and talent management space and had a chance there to build a campus recruiting team for a very large sales organization. And you know, most people don't realize this when you when you think of a recruiter, you're thinking of somebody who's standing between you and a job, at least from a job hunting sense. They're kind of the gatekeepers, right? But from a corporate perspective, recruiting was fully a marketing role. It was how can we make our company look as good as possible so that we can attract the best candidates. And so I learned a lot about marketing along the way, moved into some other roles, all within the selling environment. And and really uh, kind of got bit by that bug on, that's focused on personal and professional development uh, that's really critical to sales and certainly entrepreneurship. And now you, you asked about the personal. So I would say the next part of my story is really personal. Um, you know, I, I have a family. I'm married. I had uh, two now grown sons. Um, but that work-life balance was always important to me and I also felt that uh, that I really needed to respond when I felt that my own job at the time was not a fit. And so I decided to put out some feelers and uh, see if I could find something that was a good match, but also where I could continue to grow. I was just feeling an itch to move on. And I think a lot of people can relate to that. Well, as soon as I put out those feelers, that led to a big, shiny job. 
All right. It turned out it well. It turned out to be a terribly poor fit for me, a terribly poor fit for my family, and essentially I went from what objectively, you know, really was the top of my game in one organization where I was a, you know, senior executive to feeling like I had made a massive mistake within weeks of my arrival at this other organization. Mm. And I felt like, wow, if something like this can happen to somebody like me with my experience in career development and job search, no men- no wonder so many people are struggling around job change. Mm-hmm. So I re-engaged my job search. I took my time and I really did some introspection. As it turns out, about 18 months later, still in that not a good fit role, the decision was made for me when the company had a layoff and I could not have been more relieved. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Thank God. Right? (laughs) And I remember calling my husband and saying, and giving him the news. In fact, I called him that morning and I said, I'm seeing the signs. I think it's going to happen today. I actually started surreptitiously moving things out of my desk and into my car. I just had a feeling. And the layoffs had been announced, and uh, so it wasn't a surprise. Uh, But when I called him from the car and I said, done, he said, I don't know whether to say I'm sorry or congratulations. And I said, it's congratulations, and let's move on. Yeah. Yeah, so that's what led to Avara Careers. Uh, I had a plan, and I decided that if there was any time when I was going to start my own business, which had always been a thought I had, that this was the time. And I had the perspective of somebody who'd, who'd really sat on all sides of the hiring table. I'd been laid off. I'd I'd experienced a lot that I thought I could bring to my clients and everything I went through sort of informed my view of what works and what doesn't when it comes to landing a job. And I, I bring that to my clients. Nice. I certainly appreciate that. And life is a, a, a never a straight line, right? It no. is, it is twists no. and turns. So I, I hundred percent, I certainly agree, and I don't think anybody's going to disagree with either one of us that finding the right fit in a career is such an important thing because, to your point, we spend so much time working, and so few of us probably have that feeling based on the statistics, right? Say that we, most right. people hate their jobs, we're disengaged, whatever the term is. Is is being able to to find a fit from a job from from an individual standpoint versus the company is does that only come with does does that kind of come with maturity? Or, 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 or can anybody really have that? I, I love this question. And I want to answer that. What I find surprising is uh, that it really takes just figuring out where, uh, where you find energy. And my experience is that you can do that at any age. And I'll give you a really concrete example. 
A few years after I started Avara, I started teaching as an adjunct professor at the University of Delaware. So traditional 18 to 22 year old, sort of just figuring out how to be grown ups and, and certainly fit into that category where they're not yet uh, completely self aware on many levels. Um, but one of the uh, things I do with them, I decided to take some exercises that I was using with my clients and see if they worked in the classroom. And, uh, you know, it's, it's not a new strategy, but it, it does help find a fit. And that is simply identifying high point moments when your energy was good, when you felt that you accomplished something, when you overcame a obstacle. And I think, you know, and anybody who is uh, really takes a moment to stop and pause, regardless of age, e- even a six-year-old could tell us what they did that felt great today, right? Mm-hmm. So I think it's tapping into those instincts and analyzing those moments that empowers us to find a fit. So, for example, if I asked uh, anybody, you know, tell me about a high point moment when you felt that you really achieved something. They can tell me that story. And together, we can tease out the skills, the personal traits, the situation that led to success. And those then become clues for uh, what a fit might look like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that, that, that 100% makes sense. It's like, okay, let's talk about how you felt, when you felt the best, what was yes. what was happening. Uh, yes. And then you sort of, to your point, tease it out a little bit and then back into the right opportunity. Is, is it hard for people to, do people understand the breadth of opportunities that are available to them? Do, do, do they understand that there's jobs out there that, that like, wow, I didn't realize that was a thing? Not even a little bit. And I'd say that that is more so now than ever Mm -hmm. because um, I think where the jobs are being created, and particularly if you think about the startup space or entrepreneurial uh, roles and certainly trends, if you look at where jobs are being created, and how companies are choosing to interpret what we contribute in a role. Titles are changing all the time and they're different depending on where you're looking. And that's why that skill identification is critical. And it's also why uh, job boards are really, really uh, a poor use of our job hunting time. Because if you're simply going and plugging in a title that you think it is, I'll use, um, an example of customer service, okay? Customer service used to be something that we all understood. We had a problem, we've made a phone call, the person on the other end of the phone was a customer service rep and their job was to solve our problem. Well, today you could find that being called customer support, client support, client success, customer success and there might be an aspect of that role now that involves an upsell or some sort of uh, additional interaction with a uh, with, with somebody on the other end of the phone or on the other end of a chat or 
uh, what have you, that um, that makes the role more complex. Mm-hmm. So we don't know what job titles are, and that's why networking is so critical. And when we think about networking, most of us cringe. <laughs> but one, one of the things that um, my clients tell me has really helped them is actually looking at networking a little bit differently and the coaching that that I do around networking specifically because it does tend to be the most significant obstacle in a job hunt or a significant obstacle. I think it really depends on the person what is, you know, the real barrier. But job hunting is a skill in and of itself. And unfortunately, most of us never learn the skill. Mm -hmm. And we might be lucky enough to get a job with a good company and then we get promoted. But at some point or another, I think for many of us and probably your listeners, there's a voice in our head that says there's something else or there's something different or this isn't working for me anymore. So it's really our ability to connect with others and build meaningful relationships with others that gives us access to what better might look like because we can have those meaningful conversations to find out not, hey, do you know who's hiring, which is the wrong question to ask in a networking conversation, but tell me about your company. Mm -hmm. What do you love about going to work every day? What's the interesting work? Here are my skills, getting back to what we said before. Here are my skills. Here's what I've been told I'm good at. You know, when you think about somebody who has that ability, what do you imagine they might be doing in in a company like yours? So these are the kinds of conversations that really lead to what are the roles that I might fit into? What's out there for me? I mean, uh, there are so many weird titles out there that yeah. might fit you beautifully, you know, like lead Sherpa. Okay. What does a lead Sherpa do? Right. <laughs> just as, just as an example. Um, so I really, I really think that the approach has to be one of intentionally reaching out to people, uh, uh for three different kinds of information. The first is, um, experts in me. So let's say I'm job hunting. I would want to talk to people who are Sarah experts. All right. That's, that's their subject, subject matter expertise. I might want to speak to somebody who's an industry expert on the, on whatever several industries I'm thinking about. I might want to speak to somebody who is a role expert and an expert in roles that I might be considering. And my approach to those three people and the questions I ask them are going to be different. What percent? It's not a percentage thing. I I imagine that there's probably 10 to 15 percent of people that just hate their job, 10 to 15 (laughs) percent of people that really love their job. And it's this massive 70 percent of people that maybe they're not looking, but they'd be open. And that's probably what we're talking about. Right. Mm -hmm. It's, Mm -hmm. It's the folks who. You know, I should I be networking? Should, should what, what doesn't that sort of reflect badly on me? But it's more a function of, 
you know, I'm chopping wood all summer long because I need to burn it in the wintertime. And I, you know, so I'm just doing it consistently uh, because, because I never know. And I want to position myself and just be in position when I am ready to make a change or when an opportunity comes my way that I'll be ready to accept it. I am so glad you asked this question because um, all of us have a false sense of security. Mm. And if the pandemic taught us anything, it's that. So um, we should always be uh, focusing on, I would say, how we feel about our work Mm. on a regular basis. Monthly, maybe when you do your, you know, your budget for the month or whatever other habit you can tie it to sit down and ask yourself, how do I feel about my work? And simultaneously ask yourself, who would it feel really great to talk to, to learn more about this subject or that subject? Nobody ever thinks they're going to lose their job. And, and I have talked to so many people, um, over the last 10 years and and even before that, who found themselves unexpectedly unemployed. And what they always say to me is, I don't know anyone. Hmm. I don't know anyone in what I want to do. And first of all, that's not true. Uh, But more importantly, that's how they feel. And it can be an amazing obstacle. So we should all be spending time in our jobs right now building relationships with people we work with, building relationships with people and sustaining them when people leave. Using LinkedIn is so powerful. I'm a tremendous believer in LinkedIn. And by the way, I completely understand and agree with a lot of the criticisms of LinkedIn and some of the warts, but there is no better tool for sustaining meaningful professional relationships uh, and connecting with people People are also really worried. Oh, my gosh, if I change something on LinkedIn, my boss is going to find out. Mm. Well, first (laughs) of all, LinkedIn has great security settings. But second of all, if you are that worried about your boss finding out that you might be looking for something else, that's a good clue that you should be looking for something else. (laughs) (laughs) You know? And interestingly, uh, it's obviously self-serving data, but LinkedIn and Forbes uh, did some research. I think it's it's back in 2018 is the most current, but they uncovered that 85% of people who found new jobs in that year uh, found them by doing something other than just clicking apply. The other thing we know is that only 20% of active job openings are ever posted on a public job board. Hmm. The legal requirement is that you post them. The legal requirement is not that you paid someone to post them. So that's where having these good connections and targeting specific employers becomes critical because then you could spend your time a lot more efficiently actually uh, on a company's website to look at their careers page and then use LinkedIn and other tools to see who works there and who might be willing to have a conversation with you. Um, And often we don't stay in touch with our contacts um, and we don't keep our resume updated and we don't 
update our LinkedIn profile. This is something that uh, should be done annually. We should always keep an up-to-date resume. It, it's not easy. I know it's e The thing is, we all, you know, as I think especially if we've got other commitments or our work is, is demanding, it's easy to put our head down and just grind. It, it's also career killing to put our head down and just grind. Get involved in professional associations. Mm. Read about your industry. Take classes. Um, take leadership roles. Volunteer. These are the things that people who are successful in their careers and in making moves are doing. So many benefits to networking uh, just above and beyond the perception that, oh, I'm not really looking for a job. There's just so many different reasons that you should be out there cultivating community and, and, and developing that. I love it. Well, Sarah, and oh, go ahead. On cultivating community, um, it's important that we not look at networking as transactional. Hmm. And that's what most of us don't like about it. We feel like we're asking somebody for something. But if you're really cultivating community, it doesn't feel that way at all. It feels like we're paying it forward. It feels like we're helping others. Yeah, I think that that's really well said right there. Being able to recognize if I do have that negative sort of perception or belief about networking and go about changing that by looking at it as, you know, you're, you, you, you are paying it forward. I love it. Well, Sarah, the people are ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? Absolutely. So when I think about job hunting, I think about mindset. And most of us start a job search with a mindset of, will they hire me, which is fear-based and reactive. And it puts your career in somebody else's hands. I want to suggest that we need to change that language and that mindset to, do I want to work here, which is proactive takes control and recognizes that you have knowledge, skills, and abilities that you're going to be investing with an employer and you deserve to make it work for you. Well, I think that is great stuff that definitely gets Come on. Come on. So much of a life can dramatically change by a simple mindset shift, and that is an excellent one right there. Shift from, uh, geez, geez, I, I wonder if I'll be able to get the job. Will they hire me to... Do I really want to work here? Is this is this a place that I really you know want to be successful and and, and, and invest my invest my talent and, and and self? So I love it. Well, Sarah, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you? How can people engage with you? Sure. Well, um, I have created a ten days to jumpstart your job search. It's free. It covers all the most common questions in job hunting, along with uh, ways to break through the obstacles. In, you can get that by subscribing at avaracareers.com slash subscribe. That's avaracareers.com slash subscribed. On LinkedIn and Instagram, I'm at Sarah B. Andrus, A-N-D-R-U-S, Sarah B. Andrus. On Twitter, I am at Sarah B. A. Perfect. Well, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Sarah your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to avaracareers.com. That's A-V-A-R-A-H, 
careers.com slash subscribe and take advantage of that 10 days to jumpstart your job search. You can find Sarah on Instagram and LinkedIn and Twitter as well. Thanks again, Sarah. Thank you so much, George. It's been a pleasure. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight as we are all in this together.